And man, we would stay up all night long playing video games. And it's probably okay when you're 12 years old every once in a while to stay up all night playing video games. Now, if you're 32 years old and you don't have a job because you're staying up all night playing video games, there might be a problem. I'm just saying, just saying. And just so that you know, you can say something harsh like that and then just add just saying to the end of it and it makes it okay. It really does. But seriously, I mean, think about it. If, if you are living in your parents' basement and you're playing video games all the time and don't have no money, don't have a girlfriend, don't have a job, then maybe you have your priorities out of order. And that's what we're going to talk about in this uh, series over this next, next several weeks. We're talking about ducks in a row. So everybody say ducks in a row. I'm talking about how are we going to get our ducks in a row? How are we going to get our priorities in order? How are we going to get our life in line? And here's what we have to understand as we set this whole thing up for you is this, is that God is a God of order, that God is a God who takes things of chaos and he brings them into order. And he's all about process and he's all about priority and he's all about order. In fact, if you look at the scripture, you will see this same thing over and over and over over again, that God is a God of order. You will see that as he's telling his children that he wants us to bring sacrifices to him. And you might remember the Israelites that he said, I want you to bring me, and you notice the order here, I want you to bring me the firstborn of all your flocks and make that a sacrifice unto me. And then he says, don't just bring me the firstborn, but I want you to do it in order. I want you to bring it on not just any old day, but I want you to bring it on the first day of the month. And we see this 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 idea of order. We see it in the tithe, which Pastor Amber just talked about just a second ago, that God says, I want you to make a priority. I want you to bring me the first fruits of all of your income. And over and over and over and over and over, we see that there is this idea of priority. There is this idea of, of order, of God taking things that are chaotic and bringing them into order. In fact, we see it in this passage in the Psalms that the psalmist writes about in Psalm 90 and verse 12, he says that we ought to learn how to number our days. I think that you could also translate to say that, hey, we ought to order our days, that we ought to live our lives in the kind of order that God wants us to live in. In fact, in the New Testament, you see that someone came to Jesus and said, hey, Jesus, what's the most important thing in life? And Jesus tells him the order of the most important priorities. He says, you got to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And he says, here's how life works. You do things in order. You love God first. You love people second. You love yourself last, and if you do that, you will have things in order. And so that's what we're going to be talking about in this series over this next next few weeks. We're going to be talking about how do we get our ducks in a row? How do we make sure that we are ordering our life? And we're going to talk about how to get your life in order. We're going to talk about how to get your finances in order. We're going to talk about how to get your your marriage and your relationships in order, how to get your schedule in order. And we've got just kind of a key thought that is going to help us to just drive through this series. It's going to be on the screen there for you today. If you want to say it out loud with me today, everybody say it with me. One, two, three. In things that matter most, it is the order that matters most. Now, some of you, your mouth was moving, but nothing was coming out. So we're going to try it again. All right. One, two, three. In things that matter most, it's the order that matters most. And it's so true that so many times in our lives, we get stuff out of order and we get the stuff that's really not important. We put it at the top. 
top and then we wonder why our lives are not working correctly and why things aren't happening the way that we would want them to happen. And so we've got to understand that priorities and order really, really do matter. So let's talk about it for just a second today. Let's just set up this whole series and let's talk about order and why it is important. If you're taking notes, I want you to write these three things down today. You can also follow along in your LifeGate app today. The first one is this. Order communicates priority. So everybody say priority. Order communicates priority. And how many know the truth of the matter is most people don't really have their priorities in order, right? I mean, I heard about this one guy. He went to the Super Bowl. I mean, just got blessed with tickets. He gets to the Super Bowl, and he realizes that the whole stadium is just full, that there's not one empty seat except for he looks down the row a little bit, and he sees that that in this entirely full stadium that there's one seat that is empty. And he thinks, wow, I mean, this is the Super Bowl. Who gets a ticket to the Super Bowl? And then doesn't show up. And so he asked the guy who's sitting next to the empty seat, he says, how in the world did that seat get empty? I mean, why didn't they show up? And the man says, well, that seat belonged to my wife. That was her ticket, but she died. And the man said, well, man, I'm really sorry that your wife died, but I can't believe that maybe an aunt or an uncle or a family member or someone didn't take her ticket. And he says, beats me. They all wanted to go to the funeral. That's what you call delayed reaction right there. How many know that dude didn't have his priorities in order? And how many know there's a lot of people that are exactly the same way? And the fact of the matter is, if you're taking notes, write this down. The fact of the matter is that what you put first communicates what you value most. Isn't it true? Whatever you put first, that's telling the world what is most important to you. I mean, if you're putting constantly putting work first and you just work, 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 and you're never home in the evenings and you never sit down with your family to have dinner because you just work, 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 work. You know what you're telling your family and everyone else? You're telling them that the most important thing to you is money. The most important thing to you is work. The most important thing to you is success. Maybe maybe some of you, you know, sports is your thing. And it's just sports, sports, sports all the time. Every single, every single weekend, it's soccer games and it's volleyball games. And every time you turn on the TV, it's sports, 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 sports. And it's like, man, I hadn't even been to church in three months. And our family's not in church because we got to play the soccer game. But we got to do all this stuff. And you know what that's communicating to your family and to everyone else around you? That sports is what you value most moms maybe maybe it's maybe it's you're constantly having to tell your tell your little kids not now not now while you're looking at your phone you know what that's telling your kids that pinterest or facebook or instagram is what is most valuable to you that that's more important than them come on whatever you put first communicates what you value the most. And you know what? It can even happen in ministry. Like I know as a pastor that, that there are times when I put the ministry before I put my family or I put the ministry before sometimes even I put my relationship with God at times. And let me just tell you that if you served at all three services, but you haven't picked up your Bible in a month and read it and spent time with God, maybe your priorities are a little bit out of order. What you, what you, communicate, you communicate what you value most by what you put first. In fact, Jesus talked about this in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 2. Look what he says. He says, I know your deeds. 
You're hard work. You are hard workers and you persevere. Now know that you cannot tolerate wicked people and that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and you have found them false and you have persevered and have endured hardship for my sake and have not grown weary. Yet I hold this against you. How many know if God is holding something against you, that's probably not good. And here's what God says to this church. He says, I know your deeds. I know that you do good stuff. And yet there's one thing that I'm holding against you. And look what he says in verse, in verse number four. He says, you have forsaken the love that you had at what? At first. What's he talking about? He's talking about priorities. He's saying, you've done all this good stuff, but you've sacrificed the best stuff in order to do the good stuff. And some of us, that's the way we are in priorities. It's not all this bad stuff that's causing us problems. Sometimes it's just that we focus so much on a whole bunch of different good things that we actually miss out on the best things because we have not prioritized and ordered our lives. Order communicates priority. Number two, write this down. Order determines capacity. Some of us in life, some of us, we go, well, I just can't seem to fit in all the stuff that's really important. And my life is so busy and I go here and there and do all of this stuff and I can't seem to fit it in. And here's the problem is it's not a, it's not a time problem. It's not that you don't have enough time. Here's what it is. It's an order problem. It's a priority problem. In fact, it reminds me of this of this book by a guy named Stephen Covey. Some of you may have heard of him before. The name of the book is First Things First. And he tells this story. In fact, let me just share it with you. He says, one day an, uh, an expert was speaking to a group of business students. And to drive home a point, he used an illustration. He stood in front of the group of high-powered overachievers and he said, okay, it's time for a quiz. Then he pulled out a one-gallon, wide-mouthed mason jar and set it on the table in front of him. Then he produced about a dozen medium-sized rocks and carefully placed them one at a time into the jar. When the jar was filled to the top and no more rocks would fit inside, he asked the class, is the jar full? And everyone in the class said, yes. Then he said, really? And he reached under the table and he grabbed a bucket of gravel. He then began to dump some of the gravel and shook the jar, causing the pieces of gravel to work themselves down into the spaces between the big rocks. Then he smiled and asked the group once more, is the jar full? By this time, the class was catching on. Probably not, one of them answered. Good, he replied, and he reached under the table again and brought out a bucket of sand. He started dumping the sand in, and it went into all the spaces left between the the rocks and the gravel. And once more, he asked the question, is the jar full? No, the class shouted, and once again he said, good. Then he reached under the table, grabbed a pitcher of water, and began to pour the water into the jar until the jar was filled to the brim. Then he looked at the class and asked, what is the point of this illustration? One eager young man raised his hand and says, the point is that no matter how full your schedule is, if you try really hard, you can always fit something else in. The speaker replied, no. That's not the point. The real lesson of this illustration is if you want to fit it all in, you've got to put the big rocks in first. You know, we've all experienced this before. In fact, we've experienced this here at the church. We have, we have a room here at the church. It's a closet that the staff of the church have kind of affectionately named it the dungeon, okay? And the reason they call it the dungeon is because there's all this stuff in there. And in fact, we just say, go in there at your own risk because there have been people that have gone in that never came out. I'm, you know... 
And so, and so, I mean, it's just, just full. You can barely even walk in there because there's all this junk that people just stick in there. And it's like, if we don't know where to put it, put it in the dungeon, you know? And, and so a couple of weeks ago, Joshua and Colton said, hey, we're going to tackle the dungeon. And I was like, good luck, you know? And it was amazing that they began to pull all the junk out and then just, just a little bit of time began to put it back in the closet. But this time, instead of just shoving it in there, this time they began to put it in order with the big stuff first. They put it up on the shelves and then they began to just order this thing. And it's amazing. Now you can actually walk into the dungeon. We don't call it the dungeon anymore. We call it the storage closet. And here's the deal. So, <laughs> it's a creative name, right? Here's the deal. Some of you, that's the way your life is. It's like enter at your own risk because there's all this chaos everywhere and you can't seem to fit it in. And you're like, why can't I seem to get the most important stuff happening in my life? And the problem is, is that we're not putting the big stuff first. The problem is we just go here and there and do all of this stuff and all the stuff that that might be somewhat important but are not the most important things. And then we wonder why our schedules are so hectic and our lives are so crazy. And some of you, maybe that's the problem in your family and you just can't seem to connect with your kids or you can't seem to connect with your wife and yet you put all this other stuff first. You're spending all the time on your phone or on Netflix or playing softball or at work or whatever. And then you wonder why there's no relational connection there with your spouse or with your children and what you are communicating to them is it's not really that important and they can't there's nowhere for them to fit in your life because you haven't put them in there first let me just tell you something moms and dads jobs will come and go series on netflix will come and go softball and baseball and all that stuff will come and go but your family will always be your family You better make sure that they are a priority and you better make sure that you schedule them first in in your life. Some of you, some of you, you're struggling with your finances and it's just like every month you just can't figure out why can't I make ends meet? And at the end of the month, there's not enough money and you're going, man, it just is not working out. And you do the budget, you do the budget and it's just not fitting. And maybe the problem is not that you don't make enough money. Maybe the problem is that you're not ordering your money. You don't have money prioritized. In fact, maybe the problem is just like we talked about the tithe, that maybe you're not putting God first by bringing him the first 10%. And the scripture says that you are actually living like you are under a curse rather than his blessing because you got the order wrong. Maybe it's because you're spending stuff on stuff that you don't really need and you're putting, you're doing all that first. And then when the, when the, the bill comes, the big bill, the house payment or whatever, you can't pay it because you spent money on all this other stuff and you got the order wrong. Maybe it's, maybe it's some of you even in your relationship with God. And you know, you know you need to have a closer relationship with God. And you know, you know you need to pray. You need to read your Bible. You know church is important and all that stuff. But you kind of put it off to the end of the day. And, you know, you get home and it's like, man, I know I should have spent some time with God today. But all this other stuff came up. And so I'll just pray a little bit before I go to sleep. Come on, anybody ever done that before? You lay your head down on the, on the pillow. Now lay me down to sleep. And then you're asleep. How many know what I'm saying? And what was the problem? The problem was order. The problem is that maybe I need to put God first. Maybe I need to put the big rocks in first. In fact, there was somebody else that actually gave this principle. It wasn't Stephen Covey that really came up with it. It was a guy named Jesus. And look what he says in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. He says that we should seek what? Seek first the kingdom of God 
and his righteousness. And then what will happen? All these other things will be added to you as well. Let me just tell you something. When you put God first and you put his kingdom first, then what's going to happen? All the other stuff is going to begin to fit in. But when you get things out of order, your life is going to be out of order. Come on, I'm preaching. Somebody ought to say amen. Order communicates priority. Order determines capacity. Number three, look at this one. Order impacts outcome. Confession time, guys, all right? Raise your hand and help me out. How many of you have ever bought a shelf at Ikea or something like that, and then you get it home and you decide, man, I don't need no directions. Directions are for sissies, right? Come on, and I'll just put this thing together by myself. Come on, anybody ever done that? Just raise your hand, not just guys. There's some ladies raising your hand. Man, I'm telling you what. And you, you start to put the thing together, and then, I mean, you're almost there. You got like two-thirds of the way put together. You go, man, it's looking good. Then all of a sudden you realize, you look over here and you realize there's like three shelves and like 14 screws, and you're like, I don't know how they go. Come on, anybody? Right? And how many of you, I don't know if it's just me, how many of you have ever had to take the whole thing apart and start all over and this time read the instructions? Come on, <laughs> Right. And here's how it is in our life sometimes, too, that when we when we get things out of order, here's what happens. It affects the outcome. And some of you wonder why you're not getting the kind of outcome that you would like to get in your life. And the problem is probably order. In fact, I love this scripture that says in Proverbs 17 and verse 24. I love what the wisdom writer says. He says an, an intelligent person. How many want to be an intelligent person? Some of you won't raise your hand for nothing. I'm just saying. <laughs> an intelligent person aims at what? At wise action. An intelligent person has an aim. An intelligent person has a direction. An intelligent person has an order in the way that they do things. But then look what it says. But a fool starts off in what? In many directions. That's the way many of us live our life. It's like ADD living. It's like we're off in all these directions and we chase all these rabbits and just whatever, squirrel, and then, you know, I'm going this way. And then, how many know, right? And it's like you got all this stuff and there's no order. It's just a bunch of chaos in your life. And then you wonder why life is not going the way that you would want it to go. And maybe it's because there's no order to the way that you are living. In fact, it's interesting to me that when something is not working properly, we have a term for it in the English language. What do we call it? We call it out of order, right? Like if the bathroom breaks down, we put a sign and it says out of order, right? And could it be that many of us, maybe the reason that your marriage is not functioning properly, maybe the problem is a problem with order. Maybe you've got some things out of order, right? Come on. Maybe some of you, your finances are not functioning properly and you're stressed and you're frustrated. And maybe the problem is that things are out of order. Maybe some of you in your relationship with God and it's not where it needs to be or not where it once was. And the problem is that you've got, you've got the order all mixed up and you're going off in all these different directions and all these different tangents and whatever comes our way. And we focus on the urgent rather than on the importance. So what do we do? Everybody look at your neighbor and say, what do you do? What do we do? Well, here's what we're going to do. Two things. Write these down. What we're going to do. We're going to start by going to make our list. You're just going to decide right now what's important. What do I value? What's the most important thing to me? You're going you're to sit down and you're going you're to write it out. In fact, you know, I like this, this story that I heard one time about Ronald Reagan. When Ronald Reagan was a little boy, he... He went to get some new shoes, and 
you know, in those days, you didn't just run down to the store. You went to a shoemaker. They called it a cobbler. And so he went to the cobbler to get some shoes made. And the cobbler said, what kind of shoes do you want? Do you want square toe or do you want round toe? And Reagan said, well, I don't know. Just make me some shoes. And so the cobbler made him some shoes. And so when he came to get his shoes, he discovered that he had a pair of shoes and one toe was round and one toe was square. And Ronald Reagan said later, he said, I learned a very important lesson from that. And the lesson that I learned is that if you don't make your own decisions, somebody will make them for you. And you know what? The same thing applies to our priorities and our values. If you don't make your priorities, guess what? Someone else will make them for you. And they won't be the type priorities that will be the best for you. No, no, no. If you don't make your priorities, guess what? Your boss will make them for you. If you don't make your priorities, guess what? Your teacher at school will make them for you. If you don't make your priorities, your coach of your team will make it for you. If you don't make your priorities, your mother-in-law will make them for you. I promise. Your bills will make them for you. And so you have to decide, what are my priorities? So here's what we're going to do. Here's an exercise for every single one of us today. I challenge you to go home and do this. Go home and get your phone out and open up the, the notes app on your phone. Or if you're old school, get a piece of paper and a pen and sit down. And here's what I challenge you to do. Write down, what are the things that I value? What are the things that are important to me? Maybe you would say, I value relationship with God. Maybe you would say, I value my family. I value my children. I value, I value uh, my personal health or whatever it might be. And begin to write those things out. And then once you have written down your values, the things that are important to you, once you have made the list, here's what you're going to do. You're going to ask yourself this question. Write it down. The question is this. In light of these values... What should be the priorities in the way that I spend my time and the way that I live my life? So say you write down, relationship with God is important to me. It should be, right? Jesus said that's the most important thing, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind and strength, right? So that's what I value. I value relationship with God. So then you're going to write down, okay, if that's a value to me, then what kind of priorities will I have? Maybe it might be that I'm going to have to make it a priority to be in church every opportunity that I can. I'm going to have to make it a priority that every morning I'm going to open up my Bible app or I'm going to get my Bible and I'm going to spend some time in God's Word or I'm going to spend some time in prayer in light of the fact that my relationship with God is a value to me, then I'm going to set aside some time to volunteer and serve in the church or serve in the community and serve God. I'm going to make sure that I'm honoring God with the first portion of my income because that's a value to me to, to have relationship with God. So if relationship with God is the value, then I set the priorities in my life according to that value. Come on, you tracking with me? Maybe you'd say, oh, you know, my relationship with my spouse is of high value to me. So you go, okay, in light of that high value, then how am I going to live my life? What priorities am I going to set in my schedule and in the way that I live? That maybe it means that if I value my relationship with my wife, that maybe I'm going to make sure that I get home on time and I don't spend all night at work. Or if I'm going to be late, I actually call and say I'm going to be late. If you value your life, you might do that, guys. How many know what I'm saying? Not just if you value your wife. And, and maybe you'd say, hey, I value this relationship with, with, my, with my spouse. And so I'm going to set aside a couple of nights a month to have a date night where we can just communicate with one another. Every once in a while, we're going to go on a trip with no kids. Amen. Come on, right? Because that's a, I'm going to make that a priority. Oh, pastor, I don't have time for that. No, 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 no. That's a priority because this is a value. I'm going to set the priorities. I'm going to take over my schedule rather than let my schedule take over me. Come on. My, my kids are a high value 
to me. Okay, if that's a high value to you, then here's what the priorities are going to be. The priorities are that I'm going to I'm going to make sure that I'm helping them with their homework at night. I'm going to make sure that I'm praying with them before they go to bed at night, and I'm tucking them in. I'm going to make sure that I'm that I'm being the kind of dad that I need to be. Come on, you know what I'm talking about? Maybe you'd say, "Hey, the value for me is is to be a healthy person. That ought to be a value for all of us." Okay, so if that's the value, what do I do? I'm going to set a priority that hey, I'm going to get enough rest, and I'm going to take care of myself, and I'm going to make sure that I'm eating better and that I'm getting some exercise because that's a that's a value. So out of my values, I'm going to make sure that I set my priorities. Come on, this is good. You'll make your list. So everybody say, make your list. But then this is what we're going to do, number two. And this is where it gets hard. We're not just going to make our list. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to make our life match our list. This is the hard part for most of us because the truth is, most of us, I mean, if, you, if you've been in church very long, you know what your priorities ought to be. Yeah, my priorities ought to be God, then my spouse, then my children. Then, right? We know that. Hey, all right. We know that, don't we? The problem is not that we don't know it. The problem is that most of the time we don't do it. Most of the time we know the list. It's the problem is that our life doesn't match the list, and, and, and I like what this pastor once said. If you're taking notes, you want to write this down. This is so powerful. The distance between the truth you know and the truth you live equals the pain you experience. Let that sink in for a second. Some of you are experiencing pain in your, in your marriage. Maybe it's not, be, not because of what you don't know. Maybe it's because of what you know but you're not doing. Some of you are experiencing pain in your finances. And maybe the problem is not that you don't know what to do. The problem is that you do know what to do and you're not doing it. See, the distance between the truth we know and the truth we live equals the pain that we will experience. And so what do we do to close that gap? We begin to live out what we already know. Some people say, well, Pastor, I just want you to be deep. Give me something really deep. And I tell, I just want to say, I'll give you something deep when you start doing the shallow stuff I've been giving you. Come on, how many know what I'm saying? In fact, James talked about, talked about this in James chapter 4 and verse 17. This is so powerful. Look what he says. If anyone then knows the good that he ought to do and doesn't do it, for them it is what? It's sin. We don't think of that as sin. See, when we think of sin, we think about kind of the stuff we talked about last week, things that we do, and those are sins. Sometimes we go, well, I'm doing okay because I'm at church and I don't do all that bad stuff and I don't drink and I don't chew and I don't go with girls who do and, you know, and I'm okay. I'm doing good. And sometimes it's not about what we are doing. It's about what we know to do and we aren't doing. James says if we know what we ought to do and we don't do it, it's sin. And so some of you are here today and your life is out of order. You know the order, what it ought to be and what it ought to look like and how you ought to be living, but you're not doing it. So today you're going, Pastor, tell me something that I need that I don't know. Well, I don't think you need to know something you don't know. I think what you need to do is just do what you already know. You say, well, how do I do that? I don't know where to, I mean, I've gotten it so messed up. I've gotten it so out of order that I don't really know how to do it. What do I do, Pastor? Well, you know what? Jesus talked about it in this passage that we just looked at a little bit ago in Revelation when he talked to the church there in Revelation. And look what he says in Revelation 2 and verse 2. Let's, let's look at it again. I know your deeds. I know your hard work and your perseverance. I know you can't tolerate wicked people and that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and you found them false and you've persevered and have entered, endured hardship for my name and you've not grown weary. Hey, you've done all this good stuff. 
and yet you're missing something. I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love that you had at first. Man, you've gotten things, you've gotten your priorities all out of whack. And then he says, but here's what you do. Here's the solution. Here's the answer. And it's simple. Look what he says. He says, repent. Everybody say repent. Repent and do the things you did at, where's that word again? There it is, first. Here's what Jesus says to do. If your life has gotten out of order and maybe you're doing a bunch of good stuff, but you're not really doing the best stuff, and you, man, maybe stuff is not going the way it needs to go in your marriage or in your finances or your relationships or whatever areas of your life, and you recognize that, man, it's chaotic because I've really gotten stuff out of order, here's what Jesus says to do. Here's the key, repent. You know what that word repent means? It means turn around. It means I was going this direction, but I recognize this is not the right direction, so I'm going to turn around and go the other direction. And then he says, don't just repent, but then this is what he says to do. Go back and do the things that you did at first. What's he saying? He's saying, if I know that things are out of order in my life, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to go back to the beginning where it all starts. And I'm going to start from there, and then I'm going to order my life from the beginning. And what is the beginning? The beginning is our relationship with Jesus Christ. The beginning is what Jesus said. If you'll seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these other things will be given to you as well. The beginning is what Jesus says, that we ought to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Then love our neighbor. Then love ourselves. So if I recognize that my life is in chaos and things are out of order, things are broken and they're not working, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn around and I'm going to go back to the beginning. And the beginning is Jesus. He is the center. He is the first. He is the beginning. And then I'm going to schedule my life. I'm going to order my life from there that he's going to be first. And then when I get him first, everything else will flow from that. When he is at the center, when he is at the beginning, then all the other stuff starts to work out. It's just amazing that when I get this vertical relationship right with Jesus, then all of a sudden my horizontal relationships start to get right. When I begin to realize that Jesus is first in my finances, then all the other bills begin to start getting take, uh, taken care of as well because I put him first. When I put him first at the beginning of my life, when I repent from living the life the way I want to live and I get back into the order that he created things to be and I start at the beginning, then everything there, from there can change and can flow in my life. That's where it starts. That's where it starts. If today you recognize my life's out of order, Pastor, Man, there's chaos everywhere, and I don't know what to do. What do you do? You just go back to the beginning. He's the one that started it all, and that's where it all flows from, from him. If he is at the center, if he is at the beginning, he's the alpha and omega. Some of you have been living your own life, doing your own thing, taking your own steps, but here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that the steps of a righteous person are, look at this word, ordered by God. If you, if you would say, God, I'm going to let you order my steps. I'm going to let you be at the center of my life. I'm going to make my list, and then I'm going to begin to live out my list. I'm telling you, it could change your marriage. It could change your finances. It could change your schedule. It could change every part of your life. But it begins right here and right now, going back to where it all starts.